0: So what I'm sensing and feeling is that we're still coming out of the pandemic and that human interaction and in-person connection is still really, really special. And I think we have a new appreciation for being together and respecting each other and just enjoying collaboration in person. Zoom fatigue is definitely real. But in terms of marketing and moving forward, I think interior designers are in a great position because they tend to be natural relationship builders and people, people. You know, we like people, we work with a lot of people. So I think that's gonna benefit all of us as we move into a world where conscious and respectful and kind, creating experiences for each other in person is really going to play a big role. So I think events are key and having a good marketing strategy around events that you're hosting.
1: You're listening to Brand Lift with Tori Sykema, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur creating a brand that people love and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more. So you get seen get published and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brandlift. Welcome to Brandlift, where we demystify marketing so you can get seen, get booked by your dream clients and get published. With me today is Francisca Newman, founder of FZK, a creative agency that helps professional service providers grow and steward their online presence. She's based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Francisca is happiest when challenged to bring together beauty and technology. Her path has taken her from interior design to architecture, to building distinctive brands. When Francisca's interior design work in New York garnered attention for magazines, HGTV, and the Oprah show, it was clear that she needed an online presence to anchor the exposure. She taught herself enough code to build her first website in 2006 and has never looked back. When not working on getting her clients known for what they do best, she could be found remodeling an old Adobe gardening, or perusing interior design magazines in coffee shops around the world. Well, welcome to Brand Lift. Thank you, Tori, for that amazing introduction. Oh, well, it's pretty amazing what you do. And so I don't know if anybody heard it, the word Oprah. So tell us all about that. Yes, I mean, that was
0: one of those magical moments, right? When you get your Oprah moment, and it wasn't me on the show, but Nate Berkus did a small space special on the Oprah show in 2006. And my partner at the time and I, we lived in 350 square feet in Chelsea and had done some fun, very cheap, simple things in our apartment. And we sort of became known as small space experts. So you know, it started with the magazines, and then HETV did a series called Small Space, Big Style, and we were in the lead episode with our newborn baby, and they couldn't believe we were living in a small space with a baby. And then Nate Berkus did the Small Space special, and we were sort of the ones back then. You know, talk about PR. It's I think it's actually a classic marketing and PR trajectory that still works today, where you start with local press, small press, and then TV noticed, and then the bigger channel, you know, then Oprah noticed. So yeah, it was just an amazing moment. And I was so grateful. And I got to tell Nate Berkus at the Design Influences Conference a little while ago, <laughs> the story of how grateful I was. But then life happened. Like I built the website, we were ready to sell the product that was featured, and life happened. So I didn't actually get to monetize that. But what stuck was that I now knew how to build a website. And with life happening, building websites was much easier to do at midnight, to do from home. You know, I had to adjust my career. So that's how I transitioned from being an active designer, interior designer, having studied architecture in Oxford, England, to becoming a web developer, a web designer, then building a marketing agency around that over the
1: last... It's almost 15 years now. Amazing. And what I love is that all of your experience, right, from being an interior designer to being an architect, it's informed everything that I'm sure that you've done to create this where you are now in your life. And that has to be extremely rewarding for you. Yes, and there's so many similarities, you know, as an interior
0: designer, you have very technical aspects, you have construction, you have like it says you said in my intro, I love that intersection, you know, where technology is combined with beautiful design. And when I first started, my interior designer's friends were so happy that I now had the skill set to build websites because they were frustrated with developers that were technically, you know, amazing, but just didn't get design. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm sure the site works great, but, you know, it just doesn't look good. So please, Francisco, make me look good. So that's sort of how I ended up becoming
1: the interior designer's web designer because I understood both. Well, that's incredible. And I'm going to have to go back to some earlier Oprah episodes when she had Nate Berkus on a lot and review those. I'm very intrigued. So what do you see as key trends in marketing for the home industry in 2024? And how can design professionals leverage these trends? So I love this question because I love trends.
0: As you said, I love interior design magazines. I still have the print magazines and I used to spend hours in bookshops and coffee shops looking through them. It's a little harder now. But, and that's how I would see trends. I actually got a trend forecasting gig once and that was my dream. <laughs> so what I'm sensing and feeling is that we're still coming out of the pandemic and that human interaction and in-person connection is still really, really special. And I think we have a new appreciation for being together and respecting each other and just enjoying collaboration in person. And Zoom fatigue is definitely real. But in terms of marketing and moving forward, I think interior designers are in a great position because they tend to be natural relationship builders and people people you know we like people we work with a lot of people so I think that's going to benefit all of us as we move into a world where conscious and respectful and kind creating experiences for each other in person is really going to play a big role so I think events are key and having a good marketing strategy around events that you're hosting.
1: Yeah, I believe that social media, while it is still very important, it is there and we need to show up and be a part of that conversation. More conversations, I agree with you, need to happen face to face. And that's how you really build your brand and network with people and bring that humanity back into what we all do. And as
0: AI is going to become stronger and stronger, I think you will always stand out as a person, a vulnerable,
1: relatable person that truly connects and cares. AI can't do that. Nope, can't. I agree with you. In terms of marketing budgets, where do you recommend design professionals invest their marketing dollars for the best results? So I want to say in general that Actually,
0: having a marketing budget is super important. So what I've seen over throughout the pandemic is, again, interior designers are relationship builders and they're referral-based businesses. So a lot of times they're doing just fine with their local builders, architects, Maybe they're part of the golf community or car collectors community or art collectors community, and they often just get clients and don't really think about marketing all that much. And then the pandemic hit and everybody was so busy. Everybody stopped marketing because they're like, don't give me another client. Like, I'm full. I don't want anything else. So that is really kind of a bit of a counterintuitive thing to do. So I would love to encourage interior designers, business owners, when things are good and you have a budget for marketing and in general, it's recommended that 10 to 15 percent of your gross revenue is dedicated to marketing at all times, whether times are good, whether times are bad. But especially when times are good, that's the moment to hone the marketing, to get the message right and, you know, focus on it while you're not. Panicking about getting the next client. Like, that's really kind of a gift. And I would like to say that marketing in general can help you one, attract talent. You know, if you build a good brand and a good online presence, offline presence. Attract the right kind of client, great talent. It gets you pressed. It does so many things for you. It can create a wait list for you of just better clients. So don't
1: miss out when times are good <laughs> on, on stepping back on the marketing. I agree with you 100%. I think that with marketing and having that brand identity and that messaging is going to attract their dream clients so that they can be doing the work that they want to be doing, work that speaks to them aesthetically, that builds their professional portfolio of images, that it'll be momentum, right? Momentum is gained by the projects you do, the visual marketing that you capture, and then it just goes on from there. And so that leads me to my next question. Let's talk about interior project photography since that's what I do. And, you know, telling that story visually on your websites is critical in all of your marketing collateral. But what mistakes have you seen design professionals make with their imagery in their photos?
0: So one is the basic one of not hiring a photographer at all and thinking that the iPhone is good enough now to do it. A mar- any marketing agency can do very little without a fantastic portfolio like as an interior designer your photography is your business it's your way to market yourself like you have to be able to show the work so it's really really key to have that budgeted from the get-go like into your project and finding a photographer you know like you that spends a little bit of time understanding the brand and really gelling with the message that you want to put out there like photography isn't also just photography right it has to support the brand and really showcase it. I mean, it's the main language that we use in this industry to communicate who we are and what our work stands for. So
1: it's key. And what would you say to design professionals that invest in interior design, but maybe not, I'm both an interior and a brand photographer. So I feel it's just as important to get the client in front of the camera to show themselves as the face of the brand. Do you see that there's a deficit in engagement of them showing their faces as to who they are as the face of their brand?
0: Yeah, 100%. What I learned early on is that your potential clients, when they check you out, online or wherever they've heard about you, they want to know that you have worked with people like them, that you've worked to a budget like theirs in sort of a neighborhood like theirs with a type of project like theirs. So if you're not showing who your clients are, who you are, what your personal values are, it's just really hard for potential clients to self-select and understand, you know, know that they want to work with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that showing a bit of vulnerability makes you more relatable and I think attracts people to you. Yeah and it's a
0: close knit relationship between an interior designer and their client. You're in their home, you know, if if you both like travel that's a wonderful benefit, you know, a lot of them become friends, you know, becomes a friendship. So if you can share about the travel that you both get excited about or the art or whatever it is like I think it helps to know what you're interested in so that, you know, you have something to talk about.
1: <laughs> sure. And I'm sure that informs a lot of the direction of the design project that they're doing for their clients. So yeah, I agree. It's very cyclical. So another question for you. Can you share an example of an innovative marketing campaign you've worked on to support design professionals?
0: Yeah. So our first client was the local client, not very first, but that it's sort of a wonderful case study and I'd love to share a couple is French and French interiors. They're based here in Santa Fe. And when they started out building their own company, we built their first website. I think we've built three by now (laughs) since then, but we built the website. And then when we were done with that, Heather came to me and said, what else can we do? How do we market this? You know, and that's, I ended up teaching myself marketing beyond the websites because That was the common question. You know, it's like, now how do we get the scene and how do we get us seen? So, Instagram was starting to blossom at the time. And I said, okay, we're going to define your values. Here's the five brand values that you stand for. And we agreed on them and worked them out. And then I said, post anything on Instagram as long as it relates to these five things and she did it like she really thrived with it and if you look now I think they have around 20,000 followers on Instagram but it went very quickly like within nine months she had done it and you know, they exploded and they became influencers and it opened up a whole new stream of revenue it created press opportunities you know, they've been house beautiful next wave designers they've um been in the whole home official. They've had a showroom for House Beautiful. They've been published in House Beautiful multiple times now. And they've just been nominated HGTV Designer of the Year in the Color and Pattern category. So it just shows how defining a strong brand and getting that message consistent and then having an agency that helps you make that consistent all across the platforms that people see you on can make a massive difference. And we've done that with an author who self-published a book. We built a really strong personal brand for her. And her goal was to become a speaker and give workshops and be toe-to-toe with people. And she just had, two years later, her first TEDx presentation last November. And now she spent the whole summer in Europe at conferences that she's been invited to speak at. So, And she's American. So that was her dream. To speak worldwide. So, and we got her there. And then we have a psychiatrist in California who came to us four years ago as a single service provider, very ambitious and wanted to grow. And we did everything. We built the brand, we do all her offline, online marketing, all graphic design, all website building. We've automated processes in our business. And now, within three years, she has 17 other doctors working with her in 17 locations around California. And she's the largest privately held psychiatry practice in California. So that's how we work best. We just love truly intertwining and becoming partners with our
1: clients in building their brand and getting them out there. I hear the passion when you talk about your clients. And so I want to just review the three case studies that we just talked about. The first being an interior designer. And could you please share the name and then their Instagram handle with me? Because I'm going to include that in the show notes. Yeah, it's French and French interiors.
0: Dot com is the website and their Instagram handle is also French and French Interiors. It's a really fantastic, like locally based because Santa Fe is a very unique culture and we have historic references that they use very well, but they layer color, pattern and history in an unbelievably exquisite way.
1: I'm very excited. Yes. And then an author. I also have an author as a client and love it. You know, love those creative entrepreneurs. And then a psychiatrist. Amazing.
0: Yes. so We love working with uh, ambitious who are starting out and you probably have clients reach out to you at the same time. So a lot of times we start. You know, we have a great eye or we become an interior designer. We have a passion for it. You have to start somewhere. And many times people build their own website first. And I have nothing against that. You know, it's fine. And they may take their own photos. Okay. But a year or two into it, they understand, oh, this is working and I'm actually good at this and people like working with me. And then when they're ready to really grow and go to that next level, that's when we come in, when they reach out, that's probably when
1: you come in. So that's the perfect point which we love to help nurture nurture that relationship So talking about building a successful brand often involves defining a strong message, which we talked about. And how do you help your clients craft and communicate that brand message effectively?
0: So we use a three-pillared approach to building a brand. And the first pillar is values. Um, So as I mentioned in how I worked with Heather, that's always the first step. We need to know the values that you stand and your brand is kind of slightly bigger than just you as a person, but they don't tend to change. They remain true and they go beyond like a design style and they also become your differentiator. So values is always our first point of call. Then we talk about vision, which is your goals. So even in the interior design world, you might want to have a showroom. You may want to do the influencer model. You may want to do spec homes. You know, There's very different ways of building an interior design business. And each one really requires a different brand message and strategy and marketing strategy. So really important to know where you're going to go and what your overall goals are. So that's the vision. And then we have as the third pillar, the voice, which yes, is your message and what you're saying and what you stand for that ties more into the values. By voice, I mean, what's the best medium for you to communicate with your audience? Is it, you know, do you love video and are we doing a YouTube strategy or a TikTok strategy or do you love to write? Then we have a different avenue. So we don't do cookie cutter strategies with our clients. Every single avenue is completely unique. That's what I love. It has marketing and branding has to be fun too. And it has to fit you like a glove and suit your soul. And it should just be a platform for you to carry your message out into the world. So I want to find the right voice and
1: medium channels to carry that message out into the world. Okay. So as a follow-up to those amazing three pillars, we as women, (laughs) a lot of times try to do all the things all the time and be everywhere and doing it a hundred percent great all the time. And that's just not sustainable. So we're building these brands. We want to nurture them. We want the right messaging. We want the right branding and we want sustainability. What is your answer to focusing on particular channels and not trying to be everywhere and the best everywhere? How can you become an expert and stay on a path and stay true to that path
0: Yeah. So I think particularly in the interior design industry, the relationships you build in person in your local community are still going to be key to your business growth. And I think the social media channels and all the marketing channels on top of that should play the supporting role in this particular business model. If you're an influencer, it's a different one. But I think the automation can help too. You know, This is sort of where AI might find its role that it magnifies you and multiplies you so that it's not you doing it one-on-one on every channel. But that's where sort of a marketing team comes in with its tech savviness and ability to take one type of content that you might love creating and multiplying it across the platforms you know, so that you don't.
1: Have to show up perfect in so many different ways on all these channels can't be perfect all the time yeah, <laughs> for sure well that's very powerful and so my next question is can you tell us about your agency's mission in supporting design professionals in growing their businesses and what sets your agency apart in the industry i think it's hopefully come out
0: through what i've said so far but we define the strategy for the brand at the beginning, but we're also an implementation agency. So we're a creative agency that provides full service So we love the long-term relationship with our clients. So the case studies I mentioned, these clients have been with us for years and they stay, you know, because we become collaborators and partners. And it's just too much to do it all yourself. And it also becomes incongruent if you have your intern do your social media and then they start defining a different brand and using other fonts. And then it becomes more of a mess than something that, really looks professional and gives you the credibility that you deserve and should have when you want to grow. So that's why I've been super passionate about building a team. So we're a team of seven. We have copywriters, graphic designers, developers, you know, we do it all in-house. It's all under the same strategy umbrella that we set out in the beginning. And
1: it just streamlines things, makes it easier and really is a fantastic foundation for growth. Well, you mentioned before that interior designers have one path and influencers have another path. I'm sure my audience is going to be curious because we kind of left that hanging. If you want to become an influencer, how does that look different in working with you? Yeah.
0: So as an influencer, obviously it becomes about the content and you know french and french interiors i would call them influencers you know they've been style spotters at high point and all that good stuff and done the bloggers tour for several years running so even within being an influencer there's different categories you know different ways there's bloggers and there's the more style oriented ones the fashion that make their income via affiliate links so it's sort of a different back end Strategy, right? So we would jump in more on the tech side for an influencer and help with ease all those processes. And again, we're very data savvy. We can build anything. We automate things. So we would, with an influencer, you know, we build on streamlining content publishing processes.
1: Amazing. And I know there's a lot that goes into that. Influencers that do collaborations. Influencers that just, it's a barter system where they just receive product or there's an actual payment being made for their time to represent a brand. So I know there's many, many different revenue streams and to have an agency or to have a marketing professional help you navigate those offers or those lanes that you can choose to be in, I think is very powerful. So just wanted to let my audience know that you do that as well.
0: Yeah, one of our clients is actually the builder of the HDTV Smart Home 2023. It was built here in Santa Fe and that felt quite a bit like that because there's a lot of detail, like, you know, they had built it and put so much effort into it and finally got published on the HET website. And then the link to their website was the wrong link, you know, and they hadn't even checked. So you kind of need someone in your court that watches all this stuff. His mistakes gets made.
1: So you need someone that watches that for you and makes sure it's all working. For sure. Well, we have a couple minutes left. So I am gonna ask you this fun question which is, what is your favorite pasta shape and why? So (laughs) I would have
0: to say the gemellini, they probably say in Italian, right? Because it looks like two strands tied together, right? So I think that's the best representation of how we like to work with our clients. We love to intertwine, get really involved, collaboratively
1: work together in a tight-knit fashion and then magic happens that was said so perfectly very good well people are going to want to connect with you and so could you please share where are all of the places they can find you
0: yes best place is our newly rebranded website and it's by byfzk.com and you can find a button there to book an inquiry call. So that's the best way to reach out. And on the website also are all the Instagram handles. Instagram is the main platform you can find me
1: on. Fantastic. Well, I've enjoyed this time and I appreciate Erica Sorrett for connecting us. She introduced us and I hope that our relationship continues and certainly with referrals I will refer you and hey, if anybody needs an Architectural Digest published interior and architectural photographer, (laughs) boy, that was long. Give me a shout. You are it. (laughs) I absolutely will. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again, and we will be in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye. You just finished another episode of Brand Lift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, head on over to Photos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.